Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. This is your host, the one and only Dan here. Well, we have season 12 now. So, hope you like this episode. Before we start this episode, I want to thank you so much for having the chance to check check this one out. If it is your birthday, happy birthday. Keep having an amazing rest of the day or evening, depending when you are. And again, thank you so much for supporting this platform. Hope you like the amazing guests that I interviewed for this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, family, and show is about to start. See you in the next one. There you go. Perfect. Here I go. So, Marisa, how are you today? I am good. How are you, Dan? I'm doing good, Ron. What better way to finish an epic evening with someone as epic and talented as you, right? Oh, thank you for the buttering up. (laughs) Always. Always. Should I share this on my... Okay. I should share this on mine too, right? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to push this little button guy. How do I do that? I want to share the video. How do I share it to my own profile? There's like the the triangle triangle thing on the right side. Yeah, so you press it, I think. It's like not letting me share it to my profile, but... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. But, you know, either way, when you go live, Mm -hmm. I mean, those who follow you know, know that as well, so... Nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, right. So welcome to the show. As I said, it is so cool Thank and awesome to finish this evening with someone that's awesome, talented, and badass as you. So Thank you. before we start, I have to give you a proper welcome. If you have seen my episodes before, you know exactly what I'm about to do. If not, come check. Love it. Thank you. I usually, usually when I walk into a room, that's the response I get. I so I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> then you already know. You already know. You're like, I yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm Love like, it. please sit down, sit down, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, um, so starting with, yeah, starting with a whole interview, tell me how your acting career started. Hmm. How, f- how far back do you want to, uh, what do you want to know? Do you want to know, you know, why I got into it or the first thing I did? Uh, let's go for everything. Everything. All right. Um, yeah, I always wanted to act. Um, I always loved acting. I really did. And I grew up in LA, so it was around me too. So I think I was really inspired by I just was always really interested in filmmaking and put, you know, like performing sketches and stuff like that, doing sketch comedy. Um, and then, yeah, I, I pretty much, it was interesting when I, when I got into it, it was sort of around like when the internet was kind of becoming a thing and everyone was doing that thing of like, Hey, we can make our own work. It's so easy to, to make our own work now. So, um, you know, really always was focusing on I've always I've always you know done drama uh, you know and everything but um sketch comedy was like um and single cam comedy was like really where my passion was so that's how I kind of got started was just like making my own work yeah there you go mm-hmm. such an epic start such an epic start love it <laughs> and what were some of the challenges that you had at first when you were when you started 
because I think we all have them, right? I mean, at first, we just don't know what the hell we're doing, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, you have to figure out what the hell you're doing. Um, yeah, I think when I got started, um, it's sort of, you, it's just everything is a learning process, and then everyone that you're working with is, like, on the same level as you and it was also like you know we're first-time filmmakers we're working with first-time dps and you know um we actually like on on my first like big project um that i did which was um it's called serving time it was um we actually made we did two episodes it was it was um it was sort of like we did we did like a pilot episode and then we ended up filming like a shorter sizzle reel like sort of almost a remake of that pilot episode a few a few years later um and anyway yeah and um we we wanted to edit it all ourselves and do every single thing ourselves because wow. i think the challenge is you know you're thinking we're we need to save all the money and we you know, we don't have investors and all this, so we're gonna do it all. But then when you do it all, like I remember I was working this job and um, I would go straight from the job and go, we filmed four nights in a row at this location. And so I was pretty much like going straight from work to go film all night. And then I would sleep for like two hours and then go to mm -hmm. the job. So I think, I think I did that four nights in a row. I don't recommend it no. um, unless you wanna talk about it on an Instagram live you know 10 years later or whatever but yeah that sounds like a plan yeah but i know what you mean yeah sleep two three hours yeah, yeah. it's no it's it's no good <laughs> yeah you just feel horrible and plus the next day you don't yeah you well, I, I mean I, 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 at least to me i start to get moody mm, yeah moody and especially when you're trying to direct people and direct yourself and you've got oh, the shot that. list and you're yeah it's a lot but uh you know it's fun i mean i was so i was so amped up and so excited you know it was like the, the very first like big thing that i was producing and acting in so um you know it was like it just you're you're just like on pure adrenaline i think I and a lot that. of and a lot of caffeine but you know mostly adrenaline. Yeah. that's cool that's <laughs> i mean how else you know how else you will be able to survive yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i think if i didn't love it then i would be like this sucks i don't want to do this anymore and just yeah but i was like yeah we're gonna cool we get the we get the location from you know whatever it was like 6 p.m to 6 a.m awesome like let's do it <laughs> oh my god so, that yeah. Is, yeah that's hectic but mm -hmm. i mean in a, in a in a cool story though yeah makes for a good story you know there you go now between <laughs> 2008 and 2014 you were in uh, survival, the filming of Shake of Shaky Willis, The Young and the Restless, Serving Time, Captain Melody, Instagram at Captain Story, 20s versus 30s. Tell me, like, were those some of your first projects, and what are what are some of your favorite moments? Yeah, in those projects. Yeah, the yeah that was sort of um, the first yeah the first chunk of my career. Um, yeah, doing The Young and the Restless was interesting because um, the breakdown for the character was, I think it was like 40s to 50s, um, and uh, I, f I forget specifically what it says said, but it was, um, I remember, you know, sitting in the casting office and it was, yeah. it was like a lot of like older women, um, it was for um, like a hotel 
made um and everybody was sort of dressed in like you know like worker um like work uniforms and sneakers and stuff like that and i had like a completely different idea about the character um and just came in and did it my my own way and was like okay like i don't know if i'm gonna get i, I don't know if i'm gonna get this because yeah. I, i'm not at all like who who you know but they call they call people in for a reason because they like options um and and then i got it and just i did it like i i came in and did it um like kind of almost snarky almost like um more like instead of just delivering the information i kind of put like my own like spin on what i thought the character should be like and I was like, I'm just gonna have fun with it, and and I totally did, and yeah, it was great. So that was a good experience. Oh. Um, yeah, and uh, soaps, uh, the experience on on a soap is interesting because it it really goes lightning speed, um, and yeah, you just you're in and out. They don't have time for anything. It's just like stand here. There's the light. Great. Okay, let's just do this. Let's go. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, hectic too, but awesome. Yeah, it's a, wait, yeah, it's. It, sorry, you broke up for a sec, but yeah, oh. it was a, it was a very fun experience. Yeah. Um, I was I was, <laughs> I was so nervous on that set. Um, you know, it was so it was like one of my first jobs, and uh, I remember like I was like talking to myself, kind of being like, "You got this." you got this, you got, you got this. And then I realized, oh, my mic is on. So like the sound guys are probably listening to this poor girl being like, you got this, you got this, you're okay. My God. <laughs> uh, That's but whatever. So cool. Mm-hmm. And then you were in Hazelwood Lewis, Animal Agents, It's Not That Hard, 30 Nothing, you know, Cuts, Masterclass, Betsy De- uh, DeVoe teaches Education One, um, Airbnb Beware, Abandoned, We Didn't Start the Fire, 2018 edition, PTA pressure, it make it, I mean, I mean, you're basically killing it here. Uh, <laughs> give, giving, I mean, that is that is so badass. But tell Thanks. me, like, what are usually some of the steps that you usually take in order to prepare a character? I mean, I understand, of course, it depends on the role, but like, mm-hmm. what usually sets you off in this, let's say, journey of creating this character? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of this, of the uh, roles that you mentioned are like sketch characters um which is something that i do a lot of and it's one of my passions um of course any acting role you're preparing a character but you know i sort of put sketch characters like in their own their own category um and yeah and hazel and lewis animal agents was um a short film that I co-created um, with my friend Cy Ozcan. Um, and it's basically us doing sketch characters in like a mockumentary format. Um, it's very fun. So anyway, um, to answer your question though, um, I think when I start with a character, I think ins- inspiration and getting into a character can come from anywhere. But for me, the kernel is usually what like you take sort of like what is the defining point of view of Mm. this person like that's sort of like the spark i think is like what's what's driving them how do they see the world Mm. and then you like build from or i build from that you know like how how do they move how do they talk what would they say um 
how do they think about okay. everything else if that makes sense yeah yeah okay wow and also you were featured a sketch performer on a show called laugh that was on fox and also two of your sketches appeared on the show uh so that is super cool but tell me about that experience yeah so um i um was in a sketch group called those girls um with liz benham deanna mcdonald and aaron schwanitz and we did some sketches um called 20s versus 30s it was a series mm -hmm. that it did pretty well um and then so uh fox had reached out to us for their show called laughs um where they would feature like different um sort of like the top sketches of the week that they would pull from the internet and stuff so we had a, a couple episodes where they featured some of those 20s versus 30s sketches hmm. um so yeah that was very fun that was very cool um to see them to see them on tv and and stuff yeah mm -hmm. that is not just on the computer my friends that's so cool <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was very fun. Um, we also got, um, we had also one of those on, an, I believe it's an ABC show called Right This Minute. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was fun. I think it was, it was it was another one of those like, hey, let's pull like the sketches of the week that we find. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And what do you think? Um, yeah, well, what do you think it's important when you are creating a character? When I'm creating a character, um, I think it's important to completely immerse yourself. Um, and I think you have to go really bold. I think that it's just so fun to disappear um, that I, I kind of think of it as like, you're riding the wave of being this person and that I try not to let like the whole show of who I am, if that makes okay. sense. Um, I've never really put it that way before, but that's kind of how it swims around in the old noggin um, is just, you know, like once you're in this, per this other person's mindset, you know, then it's like, zoom, it just like affects every or it should you know affects everything that you do kind of um yeah so mm -hmm. that is but yeah characters always it always starts you know from from point of view um if you don't you, you have to have a strong point of view otherwise your character is gonna be there's not gonna be any depth and i feel i i think that like especially with like sketch characters um or or characters that are maybe really like big or bold yeah. um they can tend to maybe people they can not have a lot of depth or they can be flat or like caricatures yeah. if you don't really you know take on like the the mindset or the point of view of that character yeah. um which i think is maybe like the mistake that people people make um kind of almost like saying like oh well it's just sketch so i don't really have to feel the emotions or i don't really have to put their thinking in my brain i can just mm -hmm. act like them kind of so but i think then it just comes out kind of kind of flat yeah yeah that's right i do think that that uh but at least 
one of the things that I do like is whenever I could see the, uh, this character and be like, I can totally see the character walking on the street or I can totally relate to the character and actually better now talking about something, you know? And the fact that when you can create that, I think it's with the moment and, or, or when the audience cares about the character, I think that is when you basically nail it. Yes, the caring. Um, and you know, if if you have the depth and the heart, then people are going to care because people can't care about something that is flat and unrealistic. So yeah, I definitely, I agree with that 100%. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. And what do you like the most about character creation? Like the number one thing you love the most? Ooh, the number one thing. Um, the number one thing is it's so freeing um, and fun um, because I feel like you get, you just get free reign to live in this other persona. And I don't want to say that it's like hiding, um, but you are putting, but I feel like it's like when you're wearing a mask then mm -hmm. you feel free to not be like everything you're doing is with this mask on um okay. but it's 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 not hiding like hiding myself it's more like you're getting permission to do and say anything that this other character would do and say mm -hmm. um and it's coming from it's almost like coming from them like they're another entity or something um hmm. yeah so i just i i just find it really um it just feels fun because you almost like forget about yourself yeah. when you immerse into this other persona kind of yeah, yeah i can yeah i can agree on that mm -hmm. i mean it's a whole other, other process right i mean it's it's far beyond that some people might think which is just learn your lines and, you, and you're good to go yeah the lines are like the last thing I think yeah I think that's a pretty common misconception is that like the lines would be like the first thing but it's really the last thing especially like I come from an improv background I've done a lot of um, performance improv and you know it's that's when you really like that really helps you to understand character because when you're improving you can say or do anything Mm -hmm. based on what scenario presents itself or what what other people say to you and it it's obviously unprepared yeah. so putting the lines you know is almost like stacking it on top of your character because if you really like understand the character that you're playing you can be that character in an improv scene right you know how they would respond or totally. react yeah. to anything so I think that's really cool when like you understand your character like that that well that deeply mm -hmm. that you're like yeah I could walk them down the street or go in the grocery store and be that person yeah yeah mm -hmm. I could tell you that yeah. now besides acting which is super badass by the way uh mm -hmm. you have also wrote several projects and some of them I even mentioned them such as serving time 20 versus 20s Hazel and Lewis animal agents it's not that hard, no cuts, Airbnb beware, PTA pressure, and gift giving. But tell me, like how usually, like how you get inspired to, yeah, like how did you wrote those projects, but also how you usually get inspired to start writing? Well, a lot of them um, were collaborations. So it's, you know, a lot of them are um, 
the product of me and um, friends and other, you know, fellow creatives coming yeah. together and saying like, what story do we feel inspired to tell? Um, and I think, um, I think it's really like, that's where you have to start is what do I want to say right now? Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like, I think anytime you come in with like the shoulds, that's leading you down the wrong path, you know, like, okay, what should I, what should I write? What, what would be cool to write or what would people like? Don't do that guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like a lot of them, you know, just came from, you know, a lot of the, the, all the, the comedy ones and stuff literally was just like, oh, this would be so funny. And I haven't seen this done before maybe. Um, yeah. Or it was just like, with hit you know hazel and lewis is is definitely like one of you know a, my most special projects and we love those characters so much um and you know it's just it's like those characters to us are so hilarious and funny that we were like we have to do something with them you know um and yeah so that's kind of i think that's kind of what I would say about where it all starts that is it's mm -hmm. but that's awesome I like it's so interesting right that I mean I find it kind of a yeah I find it amazing the fact that what can you create with your mind you know you can create this whole character out of nowhere and basically giving it a life that's so cool mm -hmm. yeah it's it's pretty wild when you think about it like just um writing something is the blueprint and then making it come to life and making this thing that looks like real life you know yeah. like, um but i also love the collaborative um aspect of it mm. um i mean obviously you know i do i do a lot of um solo stuff these days just like a lot of like one-off impressions or whatever but yeah you know you really can't you really can't beat the collaborative nature of filmmaking and I mean, and comedy writing, like what's better than comedy writing, you know, like make each other laugh all day. So yeah. No, mm -hmm. And you also directed and produced some of them, some of them as well. Tell mm -hmm. me what are, what were some of the challenges that you have while acting, directing and producing at the same time for, for, for those projects? Oof, yeah, it's just, it's so many hats. Um, <laughs> I, I always, I can't help myself. Like, I always want to have all my hands in all the pots because I'm like, yes, I, I can do that. I can do that. Cool, I can do this. And, you know, I'm, I just like, it also like helps facilitate your own creative vision because yeah. that's how I got into editing, you know, aside from the fact that it was like, hey, let's save money on an editor. We'll just learn how to edit ourselves, um, you know. Yeah cut to us like like screaming at final cut the bootleg final cut version you know being like what are you doing why won't you work and uh you know <laughs> looking up a lot of youtube tutorials but um oh, yeah. i think yeah i think that you know i really actually really love editing because editing is so integral to the final product um specifically like with comedy like the timing and the build of the 
of the energy and the story and everything. So for me, it's almost like I can't help myself where I, I go like, I want to edit it, you know, because I can see how it's going in my head. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been a lot better lately about um, outsourcing, so to speak, and just trying to focus on on acting and, you know, um, writing when I need to, um, because the, the behind the scenes, um, you know, doing, doing too many things behind the scenes, it's just makes me a little cuckoo. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, uh, so but cool. I think that, I think it's like, you just have to learn how to be like a multitasking master and not get too overwhelmed kind of like, just be like switching your gears, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I remember like like Jason Bateman, like when he directs Ozark. I can't believe that he directs so many. Like, how are you directing yourself in Ozark and you're giving an amazing performance too? It's like, you know, you just have that little director brain right here, I guess. I yeah, know. yeah. Or a, or a have or a huge supply of caffeine. Or a huge, yeah, just like shoot it right, right in the old vein. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, all kinds. Of yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> wow. And like, what advice could you give to those who are recently started uh, acting, writing, producing, and directing? My first, the first thing that comes to mind is take things step by step. Um, okay. I think it's so easy to get re and I've I've seen it happen I've obviously experienced it myself um to get overwhelmed and to get into that mindset of like compare and despair if you've heard that before like oh other people have more resources than me everybody else is this this person got their project made or it it my project's yeah. taking too long there are so many there are you have to plan for setbacks you have to plan for the struggle. You have to just, I think it's like any, doing one project, building an acting career, building um, a film career, it's, mm. it's really helpful to think of it like any small business, you yes. know? You have to start, you have to grow where you're planted and build out from there, you know? Um, I think people just get so excited and anxious to like, you know leapfrog um or like skip steps and at the end of the day if you are making quality work whatever that means like if you if you have no money but you um you know but you've got some acting skill and you want to show it off just put it on on your phone you know like don't worry don't don't worry about i don't have an expensive camera to make a whole sh web series or a whole show like start with, with what you have because at the end of the day all that stuff is fluff like it's all bells and whistles unless you are really saying unless you're really showing your skill set you know and like yeah, hey totally, totally I can different. act or I'm funny or mm -hmm. I am interested in editing I may not like know everything about it but I have an eye for this or I have an eye for directing and that's where you're gonna get the credit is people go oh wow like look what they're doing with nothing i'll bet they could do something even more amazing with a little time and a little yeah. money you know mm -hmm. yeah totally i mean we have seen uh, uh we have seen a lot of times that these huge blockbuster films with this huge budget 
and regardless of how many tech uh, yeah, of, of how of how many cool technologies they might apply and this new cameras or whatever if the if they if it doesn't don't cut i mean yeah if it doesn't connect it's not going to connect you know i i do I yeah do also, uh, the the same thing that maybe the equipment makes you look cooler but it doesn't mean that with that you need that in order to do like some like something really cool you know i mean we have seen a lot of uh, sometimes with youtube videos that guys with just cameras with their phones create something really cool and and the other way around they have this huge yeah. equipment and, and this really cool uh, this really cool setup but it's just not connecting and that's it yeah i mean i think you know we're really in an incredible age because we have people there's millions of people making so much content and some of it is like super high quality super high concept and then some people are doing amazing work like literally just holding their phone up to their face for five seconds you know yeah um so i think that like the there's no standard you know um totally. it doesn't matter you know totally totally mm -hmm. now you have also done some comedy tell me what do you like the most about comedy What do I like most about comedy? It makes me feel good. It makes other people feel good. It's just, it's it's pure joy. Like, I, I love acting, um, all kinds of acting, but I really think like, I always zeroed in on, on comedy because it's just, um, I just think there's nothing like the feeling of when you find something funny mm -hmm. or when you know that you're getting a laugh Or, or rather I should say like when you're giving laughter to other people you know um, it's just it's literally like it's just the best feeling it's my favorite thing my favorite thing to do um, so yeah <laughs> I love it and what do you think it's the key for a good comedy um, I'm gonna say commitment mm. on that one because um, that's really when people respond to material is when yeah. you can see someone um if uh, is this is that like I, that's it's kind of an actory thing to say so if you are an actor you know exactly what i'm talking about for non-actors out there if i were to explain it in a different way i would say um the when you can see someone fully immersed in a character mm -hmm. um confidently boldly and they're having fun um then you're gonna get people on board with you you know um obviously you know i love i love to shoot the shit about technical stuff about comedy too like structure and timing um and like what makes something you know physically funny um you know like physical options to do for like a take or something like that but um really like if the commitment isn't there um meaning like you're you have to be like you you have to be a good actor you you because then people go along for the ride that you're taking them on um they get like immersed in the story so yeah mm -hmm. so basically you need to be honest honesty yeah i yeah. think i think honesty because people um yeah i mean people can smell in authenticity totally. a LOA, you know <laughs> totally. and you can yeah. and we can see it sometimes that whenever i mean it happened i think it, it happened to to everyone of us at some point in our lives that you really try to be funny 
and it's just not connecting at all. And the moment where you're like, ah, screw it, and you do something without even thought about it that it was gonna be funny, and it turned out to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Sometimes you don't really have control over it, you know. And it is, it can be scary, you know. Even like in in real life, like like you're saying, you know, if you if you think you're saying something funny or doing something funny, and then you don't get the laugh that you want, you're like, oh, rejection, I don't like this. But uh, that's why you have to like, you, you know, like I was saying about making your own work, you have to make yourself laugh and do things mm. that you're like, ah, this would be so funny to do as opposed to like, what's gonna make other people like what I do? Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can agree on that. Yeah. Now, if you could describe your career at the moment, on a movie, TV show, book, or even a play, why not? What would be the title of it? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um, oh God. You would think for like an improv person, I would ha be able to give you like a immediate response, but <laughs> of, course, of course I'm overthinking it. Um, okay, let's say like the diary of a cuckoo bird because I feel like I, that's how my brain is, is like, yeah. it's like creative overdrive all the time. And on top of that, you're balancing the business of acting mm -hmm. where you're doing outreach and you want to get people to see your work and you're making your own work and all this. And it's like a balance of creative fulfillment for yourself and, you know, trying to further your career and show and get seen, right? So yeah, okay. definitely like feel like feathers like coming out of my hair and face sometimes. Yeah. And would it be a movie, TV show? What would it be? Oh, it would be an ongoing series, TV series running for <laughs> thirty plus seasons because <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> so, so would it be like uh, uh, what, what was the name of the show? Yeah. Dallas. Didn't Dallas run for like... Let's find out. I don't know. Let's find out, shall we? All right, maybe, it'd be a so I, maybe it would be a soap opera because soaps run for like 35 years or something. <laughs> okay, so so which show do you think that has the most episodes? Well, Always Sunny is the longest running show in syndication. I don't know if it has the most episodes. It's got to be a soap. It's got to be like General Hospital or like... What is it? I mean, it's not technical. Oh, okay, so. Okay, so this is gonna be. Okay, so here we go. So okay. it's a show called Gunsmoke. <laughs> Gunsmoke? Yeah, so here said that inspired by the classic radio drama Gunsmoke, the highly acclaimed TV series um, Decepting the Settlement of the American West aired on, TV, on CBS from 1955 to 1975. During those 20 seasons, it racked up outstanding 635 episodes, the most of any scripted primetime series ever. Well, I know what I'm binging after Succession. Gunsmoke, guys. There we go. We are promoting it. I mean, it's already, it's already over, but we're still promoting it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get people, I'm going to get people hooked. It's going to be like, 
oh, yeah, the next sure. Breaking Bad. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna make a trendy hashtag Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I have a plan there. Hashtag huh. Gunsmoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So so it looks like you you have a comp. Yeah. You have competition. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> That's it's is it is it Gunsmoke? Is it a Diary of a Cuckoo Bird? I don't know. We're, we'll we'll see. It's a lot. It's a it's big shoes to fill, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what what would you think? It's one of the most famous shows ever, like in history. Famous. Mm-hmm. Can I ask one question before I answer? Yeah, go ahead. Is it an international show? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say something from Bollywood. No? But it's an international show. I mean something from I mean the everybody UK? I mean everybody I mean it's not I mean it is international. Everybody has seen it, so you have you have it has been aired all around okay. the world. The UK office. Nope. The UK gun smoke. <laughs> that would be cool, but no. <laughs> uh, you gotta tell me. Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Should have known. Yeah. So it. So here. So the yeah, like the top one, two, three. Yeah, the the, the top five would be Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, The Walking Dead, Thirty Reasons Why, The Hundred. Orange is the New Black, Riverdale, and Grey's Anatomy. Damn. I'm so, it's so funny to me that Riverdale is so huge because it's like, who was like, let's take the Archie comics, but then like make it into like nothing like the Archie comics. We're just going to like take the character names and then make them into like a dramedy show and it's going to be the best thing ever. You know what? Wait, yeah, I didn't. I just realized that they took. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, and the characters lived in Riverdale. You know what? After this, I'm, I'm gonna watch Gunsmoke instead. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it, Gunsmoke it is. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. at first I thought that like one of the shows that uh, that with most episodes ever was ER because I remember back when I was a kid. Uh, every now and like every single time you would switch to Warner Channel, every single time uh, it would go to ER, you know, a new mm-hmm. episode of ER, and it went like that. I don't know for almost 20 years, something like that, mm-hmm. and it got into a point in which I'm in, in which I was like, okay, I, okay, here we go. And, and I never watched, a, like, I never watched an episode. Only one time I was, you know, like uh, that I was uh, making myself uh, something really cool to eat, and I was like, okay, let's see what's on TV. No streaming services at, at, at that point. At that point, yeah. And then I was basically had to either watch that or watch golf, or it, you know, it, it was like it was like that moment on TV that there's nothing to see. Like it, it happens. Mm-hmm. There's like there's like nothing to watch. Yeah, golf or ER. I'm 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 gonna choose ER every time. Yeah, yeah. I probably should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. During the pandemic, uh, I actually got really into Columbo. No joke. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched an episode, but all of a sudden, oh. Columbo was like on Amazon, and I was like, "Yes!" Oh, I, I don't know what okay. happened. I love yeah. Pierre Falk; he's so funny. Um, yeah. yeah, it's from 1968, right? 
Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I love anything from like the 60s and 70s anyway, so um but yeah, Peter Falk is just like subtly hilarious. Yeah. Just check it out. You know, what we're recommending I- such gold right now. Yeah. Yeah, especially <laughs> Gunsmoke. Yes. I'm still promoting it. I'm, I I will have at some point. But anyway, yeah. uh but you know, for example, when the pandemic started, I decided that it was a cool idea to watch The Godfather again. I mean, I love that movie, but watch it the first one, second, and third one like at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really cool. But yeah, definitely to me, the the best one has to be either yeah, the first one has to be the like the like the coolest one. The second was good, but the third one not so good. I think I've only seen the first one, but this everyone says the second one is the best. I mean, it's cool. It's really cool. But for example, I did enjoy the first one because you get the chance to see more about. Yeah, you get the chance to see Marlo, like Marlon Brando. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. Yeah. I mean, he was such a cool uh, actor here, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Marlon. I still have to. I'm yet to see a streetcar named Desire. That's on my on my list of classics. I don't know. I don't know how I haven't seen that yet. But shame on me. Now, what do you think are some of the favorite classics for everybody for movies? Mmm. Favorite classics. Um. Personal taste or just in general? In general. Let's see. Let's see. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. In general. Oh, like, are we talking like the AFI 100 list? Kind okay. of it. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah, got to be of... like Some Like It Hot, Psycho, Godfather, um, mm-hmm. maybe Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. uh, Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm doing good? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, cool. uh, yeah, you're rocking it there. Cool. Uh... Yeah, I know my stuff. I went, I went to, you know, I went to film school. Uh, what else is on there? Like, maybe like, ah, uh, what's that? What's that Catherine Hepburn movie? The African Queen? I forget. Was it? Sunset Boulevard, maybe. Maybe Sunset Boulevard's on that list. I don't know. Uh, Space Odyssey, Jaws, Jaws, no Jaws, mm. no. Yeah. Uh, you ready for the top ten? Oh, the top ten. Um, I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking, what's on the top one hundred? Wait, let me think. Wait, 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 wait. Top ten. Okay, so so for the top what's ten. The, what, yeah, tell me top ten. Mm-hmm. So for the top ten, yeah. you. No, at first, like at number one, is Citizen Kane. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Then at number two Lawrence is Lawrence of Arabia. Huh? Lawrence of Arabia. The, the number two? Uh, maybe top no. top ten? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but no. On on number two, uh, you want to try or yeah, you want to guess or you want me to say? Give me a little hint. It. W- It's for the four. It's it, it's a movie in which there is this guy who is the owner of a nightclub. 
It's a classic. It's from 1940. Oh, wait, Casablanca? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's that's number two. Why was my my first thought was like um, a night at the Roxbury when, <laughs> when you said nightclub and I was like a night at the Roxbury. Then no. at number three we have City Lights. Not a night at the Roxbury either. Wow. That one must not be making it on the on the top ten. City Lights is is that Chaplin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it says, mm-hmm. So it says here that uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin's City Lights follows the tramp as he falls in love with a lovely blind flower girl, trying to win her love and save her life a livelihood. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. At number at number four. Mm-hmm. You want to guess? What do you want me to say? Uh, give me a hint. There is a scare. Okay. Um, okay. So you you said it uh, like two minutes ago. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't part- like widely received at the time either, which is really yeah. Weird. That was that was one of the things that I did discover. Like the same thing happened with Charlie Chocolate Factory. That when that movie came, a lot of people didn't care about it, and then it was later on that it became suddenly a classic. Yeah. It's incredible. Also, Gene Wilder in that is yeah. gold. Yeah, totally agree on that. Mm-hmm. Now, at number five, you also mentioned that before. And we were we were talking about that a couple of minutes ago. Some Like It Hot on the Waterfront? Psycho? No. We talk about it. We talked about it. Gunsmoke the movie. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I, wait, did I say Psycho? Yeah, you say Psycho, but no. Psycho's not there. Oh, damn. <laughs> what is that? I forgot. I forgot what I said. Uh, the Godfather. Oh, duck. Okay, now yeah, for number yeah, six, yeah. it's a musical classic. A musical classic? Um, 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 um let's see. It's gotta be... It's gotta be, you know, A Night at the Roxbury, because there's music in it, and it's so... No? <laughs> uh... Okay. I got my um, money on you. Okay, a musical classic. Not The Wizard of Oz. And it's old. It's from the 50s. 60s. From the 60s. And people are singing in it and dancing in it. And yeah, the movie takes place on the verge of World War II. South Pacific? No. I'm so I don't know my I don't know my wars. Okay. Uh it's <laughs> I don't know what to It's the sound of music. Oh god. Of course it's the sound of music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that was a, that was a good get, a, a good hint because you didn't like hand it to me on a silver platter, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, at number 7, it's a movie from 1962. And it was based on the 1960 Pulitzer Prize winning novel by Harper Lee. To Kill a Mockingbird. There you go. Yes. I knew you. I knew that. So, Mm. number eight. Uh, This one is... Okay, so this... In this musical, it retells the classic Romeo and Juliet story. West Side Story. But in the modern setting of 
of 60s of 60s New York City. West Side Story, baby. Yeah. Oh, okay, this is gonna be hilarious. At number nine, I mean, you know, it's one of these movies that if I say one thing, you're gonna know like this. What's the decade? 1977. Saturday Night Fever. That would be cool, but no. <laughs> Wait, 77? Yeah. They actually, okay, I can, I can, okay, so this franchise, they have done so many things. Star which, Wars. Yeah. Too crazy. You, yeah. said, fr you said franchise, and I, I knew. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Now, at number 10, we got... It, this is from the 50s and it and it basically so it says here that um okay so uh i'm just finding a little bit too it's an academy award nominated performance and also okay so basically it's about a young uh, aspiring starlet who managed to weasel her way into the social circles and good graces of broadway Wow, um, is it, wait, A Star is Born? I don't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that, so I don't you know. You um, funny, is it Funny Girl, or? The good, what decade? 50s. 50s? Mm -hmm. Somebody weasels their way into stardom in the 50s? Another clue. Uh, do you want me to say some of the actors? Give me one of the actors, sure. Uh, Bette Davis. Betty Davis in... Wait, did I already say some like it hot? Yeah, but no. Is she in... That's not that. You want me to say another Gentlemen prefer blondes. No, that's not Betty Davis. Yeah, tell me another actor. Uh, and Baxter. And Baxter, that's not helpful because I okay. don't know uh, her work. George, George Sanders. I don't know George. No, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Celeste Holmes. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm, no. I'm gonna tell you more about it. So, okay. so, so yeah. So the start here is Margot Shanning talking about Eve under her wing. Margot begins to see. With every part, she seems to begin to lose that Eve is after much more than just an advice and friendship. She's after Margot's career. All about Eve. There you go. There you go. I love see. it. Now, at number 11, mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to talk about 50. We're not going to go 100. This is going to take hours. <laughs> yeah, I need a snack and a nap. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, plus, I, 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 I want to go for a pizza. So, yeah, yeah. let's. let's mm -hmm. Let's uh, finish on 15. So, at number 11, you mentioned that a lot recently. <laughs> a lot of it. It's from the 50s. It's Wizard, the 50s. No, wait. Wizard of Oz is, is older than that. Um, I mentioned it a lot. Some, some like it hot. No? Sunset Boulevard. From, which one? Sunset Boulevard. Oh, Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm getting all the black and whites mixed up in there. Now, for number 12, yeah, this one, I, okay, this one is, was from 1958, mm -hmm. and it's an Alfred 
Hitchcock masterpiece. And it's not Psycho because we already said that one. Yeah, it's not Psycho. Vertigo? Yeah. Yeah. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. For the third team we got, it's from the 1967. Mm -hmm. And it's about a, rec a recent graduate is pulled into a, an illicit affair with a much older wife of a family friend. Yeah. The graduate. There you go. Yeah. You got it. You got it. At number 14, this is from 1975. It's a young private de detective gets in a little over his head when he's hired by a wife to investigate the goings on of her husband. It's not Hitchcock. Yep. I don't even know about this. I actually discovered that. So. Who's Who's the actor? Jack Nicholson. Chinatown. It's Chinatown. Yeah. yeah. It's Chinatown. All right. And the last one. The last one here. It's, of course. It is a musical. I do think it, I. A Night at the Roxbury. No. Yep. No. Nope, it's from 1952. I don't know if it's a musical or not. I do think it's a musical. I don't know. But you're not sure? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it looks like it from the cover of it, from the cover of it, that it is a musical. So it basically is a rough transition in Hollywood from silent films to the talkies and silent films power. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> A rough transition from the talkie from the silent films to the talkies. I, I do think I do believe it's a music it's a musical. And it's from nineteen fifty two. Yeah. A rough transition into the talkies. Wait, is it Buster Keaton? Nope. Then I got nothing. Singing in the rain. Uh, you know, I don't even know the story of that because I saw yeah, it when either. I was so young that I just know that they sing in the rain and that's it. Yeah, me too. I, 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 just know, I just know that part and that they're playing with umbrellas on it and it's really happy because it's raining and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I did. You know what? Fun fact. I did try to do, to do that once uh, with a couple of friends. I mean, we were drunk, but you were <laughs> expecting. And we would try to do that. It didn't work out. Nope. No. No. We, we were not singing in the rain. We were like feeling miserable in the rain because it was like raining, but you know, like this type of rain that is not friendly, that is kind of aggressive to it. And mm. There's like a lot of wind to it. So yeah. 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 See the art imitating life and the life in imitating art. It's not always what it uh, appears. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. Now, one of my last questions here is if you could describe your career on a drink, which one would you choose? Mmm, like a drink name? Drink name. Um, it could be anything you want. Well, since I'm going with the with the cuckoo bird uh, theme, let's stick with that theme, and we'll call it the cockatiel cocktail. I love it. <laughs> and well, and what be a that whole bunch of shit in there. A lot of yeah, a lot of. Fruity shit <laughs> and things that don't belong together, like cream and pineapples, and well, actually, that sounds delicious. That's pina colada, um, and like just you know, throw a whole concoction and then just like blend it 
a lot, like over blend it. Mm. And then, I yeah. yeah, I tell you what, if I tell, yeah, I, I tell you what, at some point, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to LA, and then we need to make an episode. We, we're gonna buy the ingredients, and we're gonna make that drink. Do we have to drink it if it's disgusting? I told you what, we will have like like another competition of movies, and the one who is like for everyone, yeah, like from from uh, from from each from each question, the one who got it wrong will drink a sip of it. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. right. Fair. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and like my last question here, uh, yeah, like last question, Marie says, what motivates you? I mean, we all have those days, right, in which we just feel like crap. We don't want to do anything. We 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 think that we have wasted our lives. We will compare our lives with other ones, even even with friends or family that they're doing better, let's say. And you feel like, what the hell is going on here? So what gets you out of all of those toxic thoughts and just continuing pursuing what, what you love most? That's a great question. I never have toxic thoughts or compare and despair syndrome. I'm I'm a ray of freaking sunshine every every yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah um you know i it's it's um it's like just i i've always like had a drive to not um compromise myself or give up on my dreams whatever those dreams may be like if i want mm. um creative fulfillment is something that is just so important to me um okay. uh, at my core that i never i just never like had it in me to i just think i prefer the path of um it's gonna be hard but fulfilling rather than um i don't even want to call it giving up because okay. i think that that's a negative thing to say like because we all get beaten down or we need a rest or we need a shift and we don't want to do we we want to change our life or our lifestyles or whatever so yeah. it's not so much about giving up it's just about pressing on in a way that i still can you know like um if that maybe things are going to shift over time like how you pursue your dreams or how you creatively express yourself or um you know what your what your time allotment is or your energy allotment um you know we you know i've had my struggles for sure in that area and i've you know obviously like commiserate with others who have to especially you know during um this i don't know if you heard but there's like a pandemic going on um there's yes. a new one there's part two coming up oh god I don't want I don't want any sequels or trequels or prequels or any anything. No, but it's but, happening. Yeah, I know. I, I'm the yeah. same. I'm the same way as you. Yeah. But uh, the other day I was uh, I was checking it, and uh, a friend of mine works at a hospital, and she was telling me like, "Yeah, it's coming." And I was like, "Wait, really? Part two? Uh, yeah. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me." But yeah, you know, like, but that's a good thing that you bring up too. Is, you know you have to be happy now um and yeah. i think that my continuing to pursue what i love to do is i don't know how it's going to turn out but i'm going to do the things that make me happy 
today mm. and see where it leads, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's where all good dreams start from, right? It starts from that kernel of like, I'm doing this for myself and because I love it and this is what brings me joy. And, you know, more power to you if you can grow it into something that's a sustainable career. I mean, that's my dream for everybody. Um, but we all still have the power to, you know, do something every day that makes us happy. You know, if it's, you know, I wish that everybody could be doing their thing for eight hours a day, but if you're not, do your thing for, you know, one minute a day, you know, if you totally. can. Mm -hmm. totally. Wow, Marisa, I mean, I would, de I definitely, I'll definitely need to do this. You definitely dropped the mic here, so I'm gonna drop <laughs> Well, I, I, I actually know because it was a little bit expensive, so I'm not gonna drop it. But yeah, you can, you can mime dropping it, and uh, that'll be sufficient. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, what have I got? I have, I have a, a Christmas pencil. We're gonna do Christmas oh, yeah, pencil drop. Yeah. Boom. And, and that's a wrap here. That's a wrap, but you do. That is amazing, Marisa. I mean, that is really cool what you do. It is super inspiring, super funny. Uh, I can't Thank wait. You. I can't wait to see more of your awesome work in the future. I'm super sure that 2022 is the opening from a, from a, from an epic, from, for more epic stuff coming up. Thank you so much, Dan. This is so fun. Yeah. This yeah, is great. I do, I do yeah. love it. It was really cool. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and as I said, it's a better way to have a, a cool evening with someone as awesome and amazing as you. And also, I want to thank those who are watching this right now. Thank you so much. Or if you're watching this later, also thank you. Or if you're watching it on YouTube or listening it on Spotify or Apple Music, make sure that you follow with Marisa. If you're following her, that's cool. But just leave a million likes and share content, you know? You know, support her. I mean, let's let's make her trendy right now. And and then once you make Marisa trendy, then you're going to make Gunsmoke trendy. Mm -hmm. Let's make a reboot of it. I mean, since... since, yes. since since they're making like a lot of reboots recently, why not making a reboot of Gunsmoke? Reboot. Let's make it happen, guys. This is like this is the new this is the new like this will be the big bigger than TikTok. Yeah. All of TikTok is gonna be. Yeah. yeah. The Gunsmoke yeah. reboot is happening. It's happening, and and, and all and, and the only thing I'm asking is if you can mention that that was my idea. That was it. That was our hey, idea. I mean, by the way. That was our you, idea. Yeah, but you know, you were the colonel. The kernel that started it all so but at the same time you, you have to be a 50 50 you know i don't want to get sued so okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right 50 50 i'll take it there you go i love it <laughs> and uh and yeah Marisa, i mean thank you so much as i said here keep doing what you do it is super inspiring it is super cool i'm super sure that there is a lot of people who sees you as, as a role model and also that they rely on you and they see you that if she can do it i can do it too and as i said here you have a such a amazing badass talented career i mean the list goes on and on for a lot of epic stuff that you do and before i send you off i need to send you off properly again so there you go. <laughs> okay um, give me more okay thank you yeah. <laughs> keep rocking and i'll see you the next one until the next one thanks dan yeah you too bye bye, bye everybody mm -hmm.